Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Five minutes, please. Thank you. Thank you. Five. Thank you, five. five. <laughs> like, it's a little uh, closer. I would like, I would like, just like, uh, to take all of our thank you fives that we've done over the years and mm-hmm. put them back just to see how they've evolved. Mm-hmm. Where, where I'm sure it's just started off, thank you, five, and now it's like, thank you, five. It's good because it gives people more more room to <laughs> to jump in when they forget. It's a breathing room, yes. Alrighty. I have one job on this chip, and I am going to do it no matter what. Who will be there? Has anyone said thank you like four by mistake? Not yet. Thank you, six. Not yet. No, we haven't had that quite happen. I think thank you five is such an uh, a, a thing, mm. so that the people who don't aren't aware, like the non theater people that we've had on here, are kind of like I, I know this is something, so I'm just not going to say anything. Did we ever explain it on <laughs> on the podcast? I don't know if we've ever actually said why we. Oh, say here we it. go. The origin story. <laughs> no, it's just like when you're backstage, uh, 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 you know, the day of the show. Um, the stage manager will come up and let you know how much time you have left. And so they'll say five minutes and you'll, and to make sure that the stage manager knows that you've heard them, you have to say, thank you five. And there we go. How many episodes in are we? Uh, this is our third year. Something like that. Something like, so. Yeah. I mean, it's in our oh, intro. We're like, there you go. James does say five minutes. Yes. yes, yes. <laughs> so there is a bit of that. but now we have the clear-cut origin story <laughs> yes yeah. so for anyone who is still wondering no. mm-hmm. so we're not mm-hmm. we're not i thought they just really liked odd numbers <laughs> <laughs> we're we're grateful every day for five thank you five <laughs> thank you thank you <laughs> all right or that one Alanis Morissette song. It was like, thank you, thank you, thank you. Is that that thank sounds like something she would write? <laughs> there, there was, uh, like, yeah, there was like this was like, it, it, uh, like the 90s, I think. Or... I want to say it was a little bit after that okay. because it was like after her like angry phase, yeah. and then she played God, <laughs> and then she came out with this album that was like oddly cheery. Mm. 
So this is the one that's like, thank you, India. Mm. Thank you, violence. <laughs> thank you, disillusionment. And like in the video for it, she was like walking through like, uh, I don't know, like downtown Seattle or something, but naked. Yeah. Yeah. Um, huh. Yeah. And everything else was like blurred and fast forwarded around her, but she was just kind of like static and standing there and mm-hmm. things moved around her. Uh, the English uh, comedy duo French and Saunders actually did a spoof of the video where it was oh. Jennifer Saunders as Alanis Morissette with a huge wig covering everything in a huge merkin mm-hmm. that just kept changing position. Like it'll it would really be like down by her knee or be like on her belly button, you know. Depending, huh. you know. <laughs> It was rather cute, and, and the song was like, "How about things in alphabetical order?" Uh, <laughs> I had, the, there's a lot of French and Saunders things that I didn't realize were out there, like, <laughs> where they're making fun of something that is not niche, but might as well be niche. Mm. Like Matt's the one who introduced me to the the Don and Sander, or the French and Saunders. Um, duet where they're making fun of people singing um uh that duet from chess oh yes yeah the, oh. i know them so well yeah right <laughs> wow that is, that is niche such a like a moment that's really niche yeah they did one on their tv show um where it was uh they were opera singers and mm-hmm. like this um album producer got the idea to have opera singers sing like pop classics or uh, pop hits of the day uh and so this was like uh mid to late 80s i think and there's the song called i should be so lucky mm. so um it's french and saunders as opera singers and then they actually have a real opera singer uh sarah walker come in to do the lead and they're the backup um so it's it's just very like I should be so lucky, 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 lucky. And it's very cute. <laughs> but like the way that they're dressed is how like every voice teacher uh, in the '90s dressed. You know, it was like the mm-hmm. the the blazer with the uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> with the scarf, and you know. Um, mm-hmm. So basically, what I want to look basically. like. That's yeah. that's what I want to. That's what I want my outfit to be. <laughs> my um, I had a, a an orchestra teacher or orchestra conductor because I used I've also. In addition to singing, I've also played instruments. Mm. And I was in an, in an orchestra for a while. So she was this, like, rail-thin woman who went jogging every day. Um, so she was in really good shape, but she was, you know, a little bit older. Um, but she had this, like, bowl-cut page boy hairdo. Like oh, she was taking inspiration from uh, the, the Zeus book. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and it was literally that, like bowl on your head cut everything around it and then she like curled up the end so like it kind of came in and like like i think i even saw her like sometimes style her hair and like there was like a central point at like the crown of her head and like everything radiated down Mm. in in evenly distributed follicles so she had that hairdo now whenever she conducted like us on stage she had this dress that she wore long sleeves it went down to the floor but it had like a slit going all the way up and it had a very low plunging neckline and then an even deeper plunging back oh wow so it was a little bit like yzma in <laughs> the emperor's new groove like like i bet you weren't expecting this <laughs> it was like this like the, this you know 
in shape, but like woman in her like late fifties, early sixties, with this like gray bowl cut and this like low plunging black <laughs> Jennifer Lopez cut at the Oscars dress with like this giant slit. And then sometimes she would have like a giant corsage like right here. Like it was, she made a statement. Yeah. She made a statement. I want to be friends with this lady. Yeah. Like, <laughs> looking back, I'm like, I, I wonder what we didn't know about her. Because, like, I can't – like, the woman that she seemed to be as a teacher did not match the dress. Mm. And I kind of want to know, like, what what her, her origin story was like. Is. You know? About the time right. when she was a, a hired, you know, hit woman for the FBI or something, you know. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Let me tell you about my time at Studio 54. <laughs> right. Yeah, basically. The time I hung um, out with Warhol. Right. <laughs> It's like when you first find out that um, uh, Julia Child was a spy. <laughs> yeah. Um, or you can't just not tell a story about that. What does that <laughs> Wait, mean? you don't know that Julia Child was a spy? Oh, I'm sorry. Is this supposed to be common knowledge? <laughs> I thought it was. No. But like, that's one of the reasons why she was in France and ended up going to culinary school was because she was like a, a spy. Mm during world war ii i think it was Is that real yeah. or is that like saying like mr rogers was in the navy and that he had to wear sweaters because of all the tattoos <laughs> <No>. <laughs> i like that though no yeah it's true i think that's even where she met her husband initially is yeah uh, stanley tucci yeah, exactly yeah. <laughs> um and I, I think even in the movie they recreated that um christmas card that they sent to all their friends where they were both naked in the bath together mm. and then like drinking champagne or something and like cheersing the camera yeah um, they seemed like fun <laughs> yeah she had a very interesting life that was outside of the like like bon appetit yeah uh, there was a french woman who died uh in the past like five ten years or something like that and it came out that she uh <laughs> uh was, was basically a spy and she would basically mm -hmm. um have sex with uh german soldiers uh, like until they died, uh, and that was like her her job. Wow, Xenia uh, on a top yeah. from Goldeneye. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I didn't know she was French. <laughs> but yeah, and then like you know, she never really talked about it after that. She lived her life, and mm -hmm. she had children and grandchildren, and and, mm -hmm. and she like around the time she she was like, oh yeah, that's what I did for uh, the war effort. Um, <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's up there with um. Uh, well, I wouldn't say that she was. Uh, Josephine Baker was also like a spy at some point in time, but like Josephine Baker had like this amazing life, mm. so I don't feel that is quite in the same category as like the little old lady across the yeah. street yeah. having been like <laughs> the temptress murderess <laughs> of, of Alsace Lorraine, um, but. Like Josephine Baker would like smuggle um, secret messages in her sheet music, and she was also like a pilot. And then she hired a lot of um, uh, the Jewish people in the area that she lived in to make sure that they were like living in her chateau mm. when the Nazis came to try and round people yeah. up. So, and that's also why she adopted like five hundred million children. Mm. Um, <laughs> right, but yeah, she's also a that's cool. A fascinating person. I think both Julia Child and Josephine Baker have been featured on a podcast called The History Checks, which I highly recommend. Oh, they talk about 
historical women. Um, but yeah, fascinating people, <laughs> like who you wouldn't quite realize did more things than you knew. Right. Like, <laughs> That's mind blowing. That's cool. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna do a deep dive into that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The... We we, we should because this is weeks later. Uh, we, mm. we should reintrodu reintroduce our guest. So, Brendan, if you would like oh, to say yes, hello. And we did it we again. Did... This is what we did the first time. <laughs> mm. What's up, everybody? It'll this be in the show my... notes. <laughs> right. <laughs> Brendan introduces himself after brief tangent on Julia Child as spy. <laughs> <laughs> should I just give the, just the same spiel? Of, sure. Yeah. I'm, I'm Brendan. I'm still making videos for Wait in the Wings on, uh, on YouTube. If you haven't listened to part one yet of this uh, of this covering Hades Town, you're going to be very confused. So mm -hmm. I suggest you go back because there's going to be a lot should, of in like, jokes. Ten <laughs> minutes after, <laughs> ten minutes into this episode, you should stop it and go back and listen. To yeah, it. we'll still be yeah. here, but if you want, yeah. there's a bunch of like in jokes, like that bowl cut joke, which <laughs> doesn't make sense if you haven't heard it. <laughs> if you're just jumping in, if you're like, I want the juicy stuff. Um, but I'm the host of Wait in the Wings. We're a documentary. A musical theater documentary channel on YouTube, and our newest video is on Hades Town, which is coming out uh, end of June. Uh, which I think that'll actually, yeah, that that'll be coming up here soon. Hey. So yeah, exactly. Yes. Hi. Welcome. <laughs> Thank you. Well, welcome back. I should say. Yes. <laughs> Welcome back. And for everybody who just paused the podcast and went and listened to part one and now they're back, welcome, welcome back. back. <laughs> yeah. Welcome back to you, too. <laughs> your dreams were your Wonderful ticket people. out. Sorry. <laughs> 70s uh, theme song reference. Uh, <laughs> um, there was I, one time I was in a choir that was doing this, like, um, it was like a civic choir, and we were doing, like, a 70s show, and there was a lot of, like, I was just sort of, like, I don't understand most of these references because I wasn't born yet. <laughs> <laughs> like I've never seen Welcome Back, Cotter. I don't know. Like, <laughs> How about you uh, see Welcome Back, Cotter? <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, the, the 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 opera thing we were talking about about five minutes ago. I was actually going to say I had some friends back in the day who. Well, I've I've had a bunch of opera friends. And one of them has talked about, like, he's gone to karaoke with his opera friends, which is one of, like, the worst experiences imaginable, just because it's a lot of, like, and, you know, my loneliness is killing me. Have <laughs> like, you ever uh, heard the, um, sorry, this, is that tangent. Britney Spears? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's a song that uh, 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 Comden and Green wrote the, the lyrics to. Uh, but it's called Catch Our Act at the Met. And it was written in a, at a time in the 60s where, um, I, I, I can't remember if, it was, it was the Metropolitan Opera, um, mm -hmm. where they got a new um, uh, artistic director. And he was a very, mm -hmm. like, experimental, like, everybody's naked on stage. Uh, you know, it was very shocking for the regular opera-going audience. Um, and he was starring a, 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 a Nanus Morissette. What is her name? Alanis Morissette. Morissette. <laughs> <laughs> I just, mixed, I just mixed Aeneas and Alanis Morissette. We've been talking about Hades Town for too long. Aeneas yeah. Morissette. Someone make the fan art right now. But Jagged little Hades Town. <laughs> but Comden and Green wrote this song called You Can Catch Our Act at the Met. Because, and the, the, um, the, the premise of the song was there were all these like comedy acts 
that were getting parts in operas because, you know, they were trying to do something different with with the opera. Um, so it's like the uh, the 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 themes and the and the plots of all of these operas, but told through kind of a vaudevillian sort of um, comedy duo thing. And uh, I, I I had to perform the song in this uh, review that I did in college. And uh, there's a part where they're talking about uh, Die Gatter Dam, uh, Damrung, uh, which we talked about in our last episode. Um, <laughs> and there's a part where one person says, Die Gatter Damrung, uh, then another person echoes, Die Gatter Damrung. Um, and my friend Tori was the echo. And instead of saying the, the title as, as written, it went, Die Gatter Damrung, he got her damn wrong. <laughs> that was a long walk for not a very funny joke, but still, it just pops into my head every time. Every time I hear "You got her damn wrong," I just think he got her damn wrong. Uh, there was a lot of like opera humor back in the '60s because I listened to Anna Russell a oh, yeah. lot, um, who was a comedian in like the '60s and '70s, and it was like her and Victor Borgia on his piano, mm-hmm. and she had a lot of jokes about opera, mm-hmm. and people got those jokes. <laughs> And <laughs> you might get him today, but you might not. <laughs> Actually, I do think she is funny to listen to. She does present, like, she does break. Like, if you listen to her, like, she has, like, a 20-minute whole thing about the the ring cycle where she basically tells you the plot line mm-hmm. of it. Um, and I think it's very worthwhile. She makes it listenable. She makes it something that you can break down. Um, but she is, like, an old lady in the 60s. So it, it is a little bit old lady in the 60s. But she's a funny old lady in the 60s. <laughs> this, uh, go listen to Anna Russell is what I'm saying. She's funny. Opera was funny in the 60s, when it was, even though it wasn't really funny in the 60s. <laughs> it's a special kind of humor. It is. Yeah. Um. Yeah. People thought things were funny in the 60s that we wouldn't find funny. Yeah. That's, that's very true. Yeah, that's very true. Oh, ouch! That is true. Ooh, especially like thinking about our like, in our last episode before Hades Town, we were talking about the Fantastics mm. with Roberta Lip of the um, They Coined It podcast, which talks about Mad Men. Which um, very fairly recently they covered the blackface episode. Oh, yeah. Mm. Um, which yeah. Was a, it was, a, it was a it was a yeah the 60s yeah. what a world <laughs> mm-hmm. well uh, shall we shall we bring people up to speed on what's happening in in hades town mm-hmm. yeah How's, how are things in hades town um <laughs> it's hot, it's hot. <laughs> it's hot. <laughs> uh so there's there's a uh uh cute young boy and a cute young girl and they think each other's cute and so they fall in love uh but then one of them is scared of the winter so she decides that she's going to go to hell that's basically <laughs> where we are yes then that's hades down in, mm-hmm. in and he... 20 seconds um now the cute young boy is chasing after her mm-hmm. um but before we get to any of that Persephone comes out and she's like, you know what? We're going to take it down a minute. Let's, let's slow it down a little bit. Um, and I, this, interesting. 
sorry i'm just i'm reading wikipedia and this is an aspect of the um this is something that i didn't actually get from the show so i don't know if this is real or if this is like somebody being stupid on wikipedia this says um persephone is bypassing hades law by selling wind rain and sunshine to the workers yeah I did not realize that. It's in her uh it's in her underground speakeasy that she's running behind Hades back. Oh. And she's like, "Hey, you guys want to see the stars? Cuz there's a crack in it." Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't get that from the show. <laughs> <laughs> That's something that's been with it since like Vermont. That goes all the way back to their DIY theater thing. Oh, okay. I thought it was that just used to be, like it a used to be a lot bigger. It used to be a way bigger thing. That's like letting everybody find their seats and not something integral to the plot. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, thanks, <boy>. Wikipedia. <laughs> yeah. Um. You want stars? I got a sky full. You know? Okay. Okay. Yeah. This brings something new to the show. Mm-hmm. You have to go back the and watch it. You know. <laughs> I do the same thing. I'm, I'm a big comic book nerd, and sometimes mm-hmm. I, I will read an entire story arc of something, and then I'll read somebody's uh, synopsis of it, and I'm like, I did not get half of those things. I just, yeah. I just thought, right, big hero guy beats that up was, bad guy. Right, that was a big problem that the show was running into too, was because it did come from that music world. Mm-hmm. where you're allowed to be more narrative and people can just zone out and like say, I don't really care what the lyrics are saying. The song sounds great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But they were finding when they had to transfer that over to Broadway, they had to figure out how to actually tell the story because that was mm-hmm. the number one note they were getting was, great songs, mm-hmm. what's happening? <laughs> and yeah. so that's why they started to really morph Hermes into more of that narrator role too. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. It's because people were just so confused. They were like, it sounds nice, but I don't know what's going on. Okay. And that makes sense. I guess I wonder if they could have pushed that a little bit more with the speakeasy aspect of it. Like, I mean, I say this as me sitting in here in my thing. Like, I'm non-equity. I'm not, like, anybody. I just have a podcast. And, like, you know, <laughs> maybe it works fine. And I just, I, maybe I need to see the show again once everything opens up. <laughs> it's It's art. It's everyone's entitled to talk about art no matter yeah. where no matter like what you've done it's like right, you can right, be right. a you can be a six-time tony award-winning actor or you can just be like hey i did it in high school mm. yeah everyone's opinion is valid mm-hmm. only some people's opinions are more valid <laughs> <laughs> um but so yeah it's our lady of the underground i thought it was just supposed to be sort of like a bit of a a curtain raiser kind uh, of like a palate cleanser. Yeah, like a bit of, of a like palate a, cleanser. A yeah. little bit like um, how in Ragtime, um, uh, what a game is kind of meant to like bring the tone a little bit down since you just watch like everybody have like a giant race, right? Yeah. Right. Um, or the, that's kind of what I thought it was. Or that song in Matilda. It, it, kind of, it kind of is. Yeah, that's what I was going to say was like Tim Minchin does mm. it in Matilda and Groundhog Day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, that's so. It, I haven't it, seen it's Matilda, like, and I don't remember Groundhog Day too much. But Groundhog yeah. Day is uh, what is it? More than Nancy? Is that what the yeah, song's called? It's, oh, you know. yeah. The waitress that like everyone's yeah. like, why is she singing? Yeah, where she's just like a bit part that. <laughs> mm. 
And then she's like, maybe one day I'll be more than just this bit part. <laughs> yeah. Mm. And Matilda th- is the one where it's like, all I know I'm from, from telly. Yeah. And you're like, why is this happening? <laughs> yeah. I don't know why it's happening, but I like it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or, um, what is it? Um, the second act opening of Drood. Oh, the... It's been so long since I've seen Drood. Um, well, there's the not settling up the score. That's what it used to be. Um, yeah, settling up the score versus... The, but, oh, but you know what's what I'm talking about? Like, yeah. yeah, where they introduce the mystery man, yeah. and it's kind of like this big group right. number that basically says literally nothing except for, like, we're here. Mm. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, yeah. Um, I was actually thinking of Drood the other, uh, when I was uh, going over the Hadestown stuff because, you know, how... Mm-hmm. They travel to Hades Town as there's a mm-hmm. a hole that's a trap door that sinks down sinks them down, and brings mm-hmm. them back up. Um, and in the original production of Drew, there was like towards the end of the run, I think they decided mm-hmm. to add in um, at the very end of Drood, um, the crypt like rose from the ground mm-hmm. and like shook and everything, and it was oh. completely unnecessary and. Yeah, the, and people even asked the producers and like the set designers was like, "Why did you do that?" It was like, "Cause we're on Broadway and we could, yeah. so we did." That's the answer to everything yeah. on Broadway. Yeah. Is you know we we could. <laughs> we had the now I'm waiting for like, um, Ava Noblesta, 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 Noblesta. I'm so sorry. I'm terrible. <laughs> um, like in her. Eurydice outfit like popping up like I am Lazarus risen from the grave. <laughs> That's gonna be on the tour. Yes. That's yeah. Gonna, yeah. Or it'll be in the sequel, Hades Town Two. The... Hades City. <laughs> <laughs> we just do the Arkham <laughs> Or just do the Arkham route. Or even just have Betty yeah. Buckley go back and do it. Sure. At the end of Hades Town, ah. just Betty Buckley. Hi. <laughs> I am Lazarus <laughs> Prison. <laughs> Hades City. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> For everyone who doesn't get that joke, go back to episode one. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, who is Hades? Yeah, Why who does is he have a town? Why does he have a city? <laughs> um, speaking of uh, Eurydice, who is in Hades Town, is kind of like, oh, what have I done? Mm. I've made a huge mistake. Right. Um, basically she finds out that, um, she's going to lose her memory and she's going to become a mindless laborer and everyone, cause she's all like, hi, I'm Eurydice. And they're like, just like that. That's in the libretto. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Um, and that she can't leave until Hades lets her go. And she's kind of like, well, crap. (laughs) So um, when they were setting up this scene, uh, the dramatist, uh, Ken Kerniglia, I think is how mm-hmm. you say his last name, he was telling Aeneas that they wanted a section, they wanted the section to be like, really just take Eurydice on a roller coaster ride of her thinking she's made the best decision ever, and then mm-hmm. she realizes how bad she fucked up. Mm-hmm. So it, he, he described it to her as, yeah, wait, oh, huh, oh, no. And that's that was the instruction. That was the direction he gave Aeneas for writing this scene. <laughs> was to convey write something that conveys those feelings. Mm. 
That sounds like that's acting. Yeah. Oh no. Oh, Just no. also like me in the creative process when I'm writing. Yeah, yeah. I'm just thinking of the um oh I forget who the interview was, but it was they were interviewing Ian McClellan Ian McKellen. McClellan. McClellan. Um Our boy Ian. Yeah. And they were talking about Gandalf. So I th- want to say it was, oh, God, what's his face? Ricky Gervais. Oh, no, it was from Extras. Oh, it was Extras. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> there will be no scripts like... on the night. <laughs> yeah. Like, I was acting. <laughs> yeah. It goes like this. Sir Ian, Sir Ian, Sir Ian, Sir Ian. Action. Wizard, you shall not pass. <laughs> Cut. Sir Ian, Sir Ian, Sir Ian. Sir Ian, Sir Ian, Sir Ian. <laughs> I love that episode. Oh. Yeah. If you ever get to watch any of the outtakes, it's hilarious because I can only imagine what they're like in that show. There's so many times that where he just almost gets through Wizard, you shall before completely losing it. Yeah. Um, Hilarious. Um, It's also a little bit like the um the I think we brought this up in the episode with Roberta Lip of um Dustin Hoffman and Laurence Olivier. Oh yes, it's called acting, my boy. Okay, boy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, hello, cat. My cat has joined. Uh, my cat's joined the shot. That's Chester. Hi, Chester. We always it's appreciate like, a cat. It's like it's my moment to shine. Mm-hmm. Let me clean myself while everyone yes. stares. <laughs> yeah, are you proud of yourself? Oh, he's a pretty cat. Yeah. He's a chonk. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's a little skimble shanks. Oh yeah, he's skimble shanks mixed with rum tum tugger. Aww. Yeah. Stop licking your mouth, weirdo. <laughs> Come here. Stop Come licking hi. yourself awkwardly. Come say hi. See, this is what I miss about pets is you know, when they just pop up mm. and they're like, I need attention now. Yeah, mm-hmm. he was hanging out in the bathroom for the longest time. So. Yeah. I was uh, cat sitting a couple of years ago for some friends of mine who one of their cats is very, like, angry. Um, I mean, like, she's she's fine if she, like because they would have parties and she would kind of sit there in the middle of the living room, like, staring at everybody and like just sort of so she wasn't antisocial but if you got close to her she would be just like don't touch me yeah um the other one was like a kitten growing out of being a kitten so it was like getting a little more skittish about everybody so when i was cat sitting um i didn't see the cats the first couple days except for when i was feeding them because at first they would like i would open the door and they'd be like who are you and like run away but then when I was feeding them, they would be like, oh, I, I love you forever. You're my favorite. I've always right. loved you the best. Um, and then one day I was like sitting on my computer, on the computer, just typing an email. And like both of the cats like jumped up onto my lap and then like on my shoulders and were like, oh, wow. Like a pair pay attention to me now. <laughs> it's like, okay. Hi. Chester, this is just like one of the loveliest cats you'll ever meet. Mm-hmm. I love loving he cats. He was a he was a he was like a pure stray. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was college, uh, middle of January in Utah, so it was like twenty degrees out, mm-hmm. two feet of snow, and I was just walking back from the laundry room, and then I just heard this meow, and then out he pops, and he just was the sweetest thing ever, and I'm Aww. like, this is it, this is how I become a dad. <laughs> so you can you can see uh, you can kind of see this ears bent from like the frostbite because he had been out mm. there for so long but Aww. yeah but now look at that dumb face <laughs> that's that's my boy <laughs> what a cutie uh, i love cats I, i've learned about um 
myself throughout the pandemic is that I can sit and watch uh, consecutive videos about uh, sad dogs and sad cats becoming happy dogs and happy cats um, mm-hmm. just through the power of like rescue organizations. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, I, mm-hmm. and I can I can do that for like six, seven hours at a stretch, just ne- yeah. one after the other. Love them. Mm-hmm. It's like a makeover show, but yeah. like with instead but with of like, like animals' terrible... emotions, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I was like the one, yeah. The, the, there was like a YouTube channel I used to watch years ago that was somebody who had like a truck who would do that with a lot of dogs, mm. and just kind of like clean up the dog, and then you right. know they go from like not being able to see to like being super happy, and you're like, oh my gosh, there's emotions. Right. There's one guy whose videos I I watch sometimes, but he basically does. This, I think he used to be like a big like investment banker or something he had a lot of money mm-hmm. uh and then he decided no uh what i want to do with my life is i want to save dogs and and mm-hmm. animals and stuff like that so he bought this like cabin in the woods out in uh oregon and cabin in the woods <laughs> and, and a big like uh sprinter van and now what he does is he goes around and he uh he saves dogs and stuff like that but he's adopted so many of them like his whole mm-hmm. like you know, home compound is nothing, but he's got like 12 dogs and uh, a llama and all these cats and, and all of these animals just on his property. How did a llama get into this? I don't this? know. He was just walking down the street and he's like, who left this straight llama? I will save you. Mm-hmm. I'm positive there's llama rescue uh, somewhere. Um, I'm pretty sure there is. There in, in, um, in Texas, there's a lot of like people who have... Um, exotic animals yeah yeah, yeah. um not quite not to the level of joe exotic but like they'll have llamas or emus or my parents when they moved out to the country were looking at possibly there was a brief week where they were seriously considering alpacas Mm. um for their ag tax their agricultural tax exemption um and it's like to the point where there have been like rumors of like herds of e- like there are like emu or something that have escaped and like are living in the wild in Texas in the hill wow. country. So now we have sort of like emu town. Yeah, <laughs> emu town. Personally, though, I get so angry when I see videos of like people who have wild animals as pets. I'm like, that no yes. one does. I love otters. Otters are one of my favorite uh, animals in in the world. I think they're adorable. Mm -hmm. Um, But when I see the videos of people who who have uh, decided to adopt otters and keep them in their homes, Mm -hmm. I'm like, that 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 that's not where they go. That's not where they go. Yeah. Find a river. Let them go. Um, Mm -hmm. But anyway. Same thing with like the the raccoon videos. I see that a lot. You're just like these are not they're not pets. Right. Get a pet for a pet. <laughs> like a Chester. Like, yeah, like this little rat. Mm. Um, so back in Hadestown, Orpheus arrives. It's taken him this long to get there. Um, and he finds Eurydice and he's like, come home with me. And she, because like that references act one, because it's a whole thing. Like it's, it's good writing, I like yeah, like it's poetry. It repeats yeah. itself. It's like yeah, remind people of the thing. Is there ever a, a, uh. a point in the show? I don't. I don't know if you would know this. Um, where Orpheus had to uh, get past like a, a Cerberus uh, analog or anything. 
I think they mention it in passing okay. in dialogue. Oh, okay. I mean, I in like something that Hermes says. Oh, okay. In Wait I, for I, Me, he does meet like you could call the three fates sort of a Cerberus mm-hmm. analog because like he meets them on the way down. There's three of them. And he kind of that's when he sings his way through. So they could be a stand in there. Okay. If you want to take it that way, maybe like in the revival, we can like stage it so that <laughs> they're in a dog suit. Yeah. <laughs> they're wearing they puppy just... masks and like it becomes a whole yeah. like no kink at pride thing. <laughs> we can just make them look like Dalmatians. Oh, God. <laughs> then they can push someone off of a cliff. Uh... That's the start of an origin story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've been hearing about that this weekend and I don't know how I like I saw people... the clip last night and I was like this isn't real <laughs> this isn't real oh wait does she really have like Dalmatians killed her mother or something oh yeah. my oh, yeah. oh boy <laughs> the emu oh. ate my baby <laughs> oh boy I am now emu that's... man yeah <laughs> that's... oh yeah I was out. Uh, do you know Brent Black, Brental Floss on YouTube? No. Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah, I, mean, I don't we know at, him, but I know of him. No, yeah, <laughs> like, we, were at, we, we were at the Insomnia Cookie Lab last night, and mm-hmm. we we watched that clip together, and we just were like, "What is going on?" <laughs> yeah, basically. We thought like, it was a joke. We didn't think it was real, but 110. percent See, I thought it when people were talking about that type of thing. I thought it was a joke. Like we should really have a, like like I didn't. Oh, jeez. Surprise. Okay. That's okay. part of the origin. Mm-hmm. I really want to see the movie. I just don't want to pay extra for it. Yeah. yeah. I live in New no, York. I get it. I can't do that. Yeah. I still haven't seen the Mulan that everybody hated. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. I was going to in March, but then everybody hated it. And I was like, well, I'm not paying extra for it. And I don't think I right. want to. So, I don't know. Yeah. Um, Disney do better. <laughs> Then I'll pay for more. I'll pay you more if you do better, but you're not doing better. And right. you also own everything and have all the money in the world. So <laughs> right. if you're listening to this podcast, <laughs> Walt Disney, the... Well, let's talk about Disney's Cruella de Vil. Yeah. <laughs> Walt Disney, you're early. I missed you. <laughs> Those so in the re- down the river right <laughs> just... in the revival um, it'll be Ooh, you can make Hades Hades like walt disney looks and like it's all walt taking disney place on the walt disney campus in the 1960s oh yeah yeah chester i was gonna say like it's it could be like that that ill-fated um julius caesar that was styling julius caesar to look like trump oh yeah oh shakespeare in the yeah. park yeah <laughs> Which I was yeah. kind of like that. Feel like you haven't read Julius Caesar if that's your thought, because you're supposed to like Julius he's Caesar. To, yeah, he's supposed to be a good guy. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Eurydice cannot leave, um, and so there's a whole "Come Home with Me" reprise. Orpheus doesn't understand that she can't leave the land of the dead where she's dead because she's dead. <laughs> Um, then Hades shows up and is like, uh, dude, she's dead because she signed the papers and they sing a song called papers to explain to this poor, dumb idiot that no, your girlfriend's <laughs> dead, dude. Like I get that you're a musician and you got, you're going to change. He's so innocent to the world. He doesn't understand how that works. Yeah. 
doesn't know. I think that makes me think of. Okay, this is a this is a, this is a nerdy reference, but in the um, the original Dragonlance trilogy, um, there's a character. For those of you who haven't read Dragonlance, there's a character who has like these like eyes that show everything corrupted because he made a deal with the evil god or something. Except for there is one um, girl that she's like an elf so that they live longer. And she's like 18, so she hasn't been touched by corruption. And so when he looks at her, he actually sees her beauty because like corruption hasn't touched her. And it, that just, yeah. Like, so that's Orpheus. Corruption has your your beautiful boyish charms yeah yeah somebody go out and write the raceland orpheus uh fanfic (laughs) (laughs) we're just like we're throwing out these things left and right like this whole thing it's like uh we are the muses (laughs) yeah if we don't get a cut of any of the things that come and write (laughs) don't come out until you have a script fit enough for the majesty of elo (laughs) And Olivia Newton-John. About the Raceland <laughs> Orpheus fanfic origin story. <laughs> Co-starring Gene Kelly. Oh, oh boy. What a way to go with that, too. Like, Gene Kelly. Mm-hmm. Like, Gene, like, like, like that, Gene that was, Kelly. like, his last That's movie. Yeah. Like, yeah. He got a great and song, there were a... though. I love that song, mm-hmm. that duet he does with Olivia Newton-John in, in mm-hmm. the movie. And where it's clear that she's like not tapping at all because <laughs> the camera's pulled so far back that she just like wiggles her feet at the floor. <laughs> um, yeah, that's ooh. actually there's a lot of like celebrities from, you know, there's like it's interesting seeing like those like especially like in the 80s and 90s how there were a lot of these like, oh, this was so-and-so's last movie and they were you know, like I don't, like, G- like gene kelly this is like his last movie and they go out with like the whimperiest of whimpers oh, right <laughs> you're like man that's what a way to be like that's right and that was the last movie that that's especially that's just what's confusing about sean connery too mm-hmm. because he made league of extraordinary gentlemen mm-hmm. it bombed and then he said i'm done he should have came back and just made like one really big hoorah yeah. and yeah. then stopped. Not st- he had like what twenty years mm-hmm. <laughs> to come back and try to make something else. Mm-hmm. I mean, if I had made League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, I could see why I would also want to not do anything ever again. <laughs> like I'm they, done uh, with it. I'm gonna go be an actuary. Like <laughs> the one, the one thing that I'm, I'm really, I don't know. I'm, I, I can see it going both ways if yeah. they had done it. Uh, in Skyfall, in the newest Bond, the 2012 Bond movie, Skyfall, um, oh, what is his name? It's when um, Daniel Craig, Pierce Brosnan. No, it, it's it's when Bond, it's when Daniel Craig's Bond goes to Skyfall Ranch, mm-hmm. and he meets like that old mentor figure who basically raised him, and he was the ranch owner, right? Okay. That was originally gonna be Sean Connery. Oh, We're gonna bring okay. Sean Connery in for that mentor role, hmm. but he said. I don't want to. And so they didn't do it. <laughs> and that would have been an interesting. Yeah. I could have seen it going both ways of that's really cool that you brought him back. Mm. And then it's kind of like, I don't know, the world's mixing. And then it, yeah, a lot. Yeah. You know, 
See, I've, that, I would view that as like um, when they did The Wiz on TV, they brought back Stephanie Mills. Is that her last yeah. name? Yeah, Stephanie Mills for to play Aunt M. And so I was like, now this makes it some sort of um, never-ending story thing where like, right. you know, Dorothy grew up and now she's an auntie to a little girl and sure that little girl goes to Oz to save it from the Wicked Witch of the West as well. It's kind of like, then... it's kind of like a Peter Pan 2, Lost in Neverland. Is that what it is? Oh, I've never seen that. I don't think I've seen Peter Pan 2. You haven't seen the direct-to-DVD hit, <laughs> Peter Man 2? No, but I have seen Cinderella 3, A Twisted ah, Time. Same same thing. Yeah. <laughs> Twist in Time sounds more exciting. I was a bit... Actually, that is probably... that Twist in Time is generally considered to be uh, one of the best um, Disney-directed DVD sequels. Mm. Um, Even better than Aladdin 2? <laughs> I've seen that one. Because I have actually, nieces I think... that were uh, yeah. around that age to enjoy it. Lion King one and a half. Well, that one is yeah. No, on I think the DVD extras. You could go on a safari with your, <laughs> with your DVD remote, and it yeah. never worked. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but no, the, the twist in time or twist in time or twist against fate or whatever it was called actually twist was twist and shout. Yeah, Sorry, twist Paris and shout. Bueller. Cinderella three. Twist and shout. <laughs> twist of line. No. <laughs> Was actually pretty good. Like it's basically that the the um, Lady Tremaine runs into the fairy godmother and steals her magic wand, and then goes back in time to make Anastasia be the one who fits the slipper. Huh. Huh. So we've introduced time travel the into the Cinderella universe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And what was wrong? Kind of like. <laughs> and then they fast forward to the 1960s and they meet a young Rob Lowe who's working for Dr. Evil. Yeah. It's fantastic. Yeah. Well, you see, the the Cinderella sequels, and I've seen them too. I've seen too many of these. Um, <laughs> although I have not seen uh, Never or Peter Pan 2. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> yeah. Um, they try to make Anastasia the relatable one. So in I think in a lot of Cinderella's, they try, like, they either, like, to distinguish the sisters, um, this is not every single Cinderella, but in a lot of Cinderellas, they will try and have like one sister who was literally the worst and one sister who was redeemable. Mm-hmm. So think like Melanie Lazinski and Ever After. Okay. Um, so Anastasia becomes like the relatable sister and she marries like an ugly baker because and they get to be like ugly together. <laughs> 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 oh, Disney, it's fun. Um, that speaks to me. Yeah, that's that's gonna be my autobiography. Mm-hmm. <laughs> let's Where be ugly to, together. Yeah, let's be ugly together <laughs> while watching Peter Pan too. <laughs> that's I love your of your autobiography. Just Peter Pan too. Peter Pan too. <laughs> I don't see any legal problems. No. Disney's always nice. Peter about Pan me. too. Uh, Lost in Neverland. <laughs> In parentheses, or let's be ugly yes. together. <laughs> and then, like the the photo on the cover on the book cover is just completely just like has nothing to do with anything. It's like mm-hmm. it's a llama. It's it's, it's a llama. Fishing, Some of the stray you know, llamas. Someone's fly fishing. 
It's like black background and then the white border around it. It's a llama coming out of the darkness. Ooh. Another good title. That's a llama coming out of the darkness. Llama coming out of the dark. Hades, Hades, Hades City. A llama comes out of the dark. The Emperor's New Groove 2, Hades City. And it's starring your professor. All of this has come full circle. <laughs> patent pending, patent pending, patent pending. Yep. I'm going to be rich. Um. Yeah. Um, so Hades comes out with the papers that Eurydice signed. Oh, yeah. yeah. This is what we're talking about. <laughs> Um, and the workers attack Orpheus and the fates tell him to give up uh, with the song Nothing Changes, um, which is like this acapella thing that they sing, which I was trying to make it sound cool. <laughs> I was, I was going to say that's wow. <laughs> wow. It's like an acapella thing. Acapella. Like, like on Glee. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Now it's yeah. Hit. Yeah, now it's I've mentioned I've mentioned Glee. I'm hip. I'm with it. <laughs> Whichever. Whenever I say that, I'm always just sort of like, crap. Even that's a dated reference. Damn it. Because like I'll be like, I'm hip. I'm with it. Chicka 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 chicka. <laughs> and then I have to explain the joke to most people, and I'm like, uh. Man, that's the second Austin Powers reference in five. <laughs> There was an interesting thread a couple weeks ago of like if somebody was going to reboot Austin Powers, who should do it? And like everybody was saying it should be Kristen Wiig. Ah. And I think it was like coming on the heels of Barb and Star. Yeah. Which, huh. which I should be a musical. <laughs> I, I I love Barb and Star. I've seen it twice. Barb and Star go to Visa Del Mar, the musical, <laughs> the Broadway experience. Ooh, I could see it now. Yeah. Call it the Broadway experience, but then just don't do it anywhere near Broadway. <laughs> well, no, it's in like Broadway. It's 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 on it's on Broadway in like Perth Amboy. <laughs> Broadway Des Moines. Isn't like isn't ah, doesn't every city true. have a Broadway? Broadway like, Camden, Camden, New Jersey. <laughs> yeah. Broadway there. Broadway in Paris, Texas. <laughs> it's like you show up, we charge you way too much money, you buy an overpriced drink, and then you walk out and you're like, I think that was all right. Yeah. <laughs> immersive theater. Yeah. <laughs> Coming out of every immersive theater show, like, yeah, I think that was all right. <laughs> so, Hades papers. Town, the immer- so- <laughs> Hades Town, the immersive show. <laughs> No, we're up to nothing changes. We've managed to move up ahead. Yes. Oh, okay. Uh, and Orpheus becomes Norma Ray mm-hmm. uh, with the workers and lets them see, hey, you don't have it too great here, do you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, strike, strike. <laughs> what they going to do? And then they're the... like, what do you mean? Newsmax says it's fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're a union just by saying so. <laughs> um, Newsies Town. <laughs> and Hades will know. 
I'm the king of Town. <laughs> <laughs> there was like, don't they mention, what, what's the part I'm with the, the king big... of the wall? There it is. Yeah. <laughs> what's the one where they mentioned like, um, cause they mentioned Pulitzer at some point in time. And so like, I feel like you could bring in Hades right there, right there. Like, ah. um, yeah. So we're a union just by saying so, um, in the song, it, if it's true. Um, okay, so Persephone is inspired, sees all this, and she's inspired. She's, um, she's the Ann Miller <laughs> of this piece. Was it Ann Miller who was in, um, Newsies? I think so. Was she? Yeah. Oh, okay. Wasn't she the, the burlesque dancer or the, like, the, the dance hall girl? Ann Miller? Let's look it up. Eat your heart out, Ann Miller. As we stop for references. <laughs> As we stop to Google um, it. I feel bad that we don't automatically Ann know this. Like, Ann Margaret. <laughs> Ann Margaret. I think well, Ann Miller might have be been upset. too old. I don't, yeah, I was going to say, that's a reference that I don't think a lot of people would get. <laughs> oh, I'm sure there is some like theater gay kind of like just sitting there, just like. There's somebody just listening to this right now going, like, yes. it's Anne Margaret. It's Anne Margaret. God damn it, it's yeah. Anne Margaret. <laughs> How do you not get this? This is the seminal piece of 1989. Let me grab my fedora. <laughs> They're writing like the the, the the review as we speak. I was gonna give this four stars, but then they didn't know who Anne Margaret versus Ann Miller was, and so I can't in good conscience give They kept making a joke about towns. <laughs> More like Anne Margaret Town, even though it's. Ugh. Now, to be fair, we Ann know Miller. the difference between Anne Margaret and Anne Miller. Just the yes. names got mixed we up. For... Uh, yeah. yeah, so put that review down. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she we saved wondered... it. Yeah. So she um, urges Hades to let Eurydice go with the song How Long? Um, as we get kind of into this whole sort of like their relationship and what it's taken to get them here and. Mm-hmm. Um, how they're going and what's doing and why their relationship is so screwy. You know, mm-hmm. we got to heal. We got to heal what's here. I don't know what I'm doing here, but like, <laughs> <laughs> there's a healing process here. Like, if you can't fix this, you can't fix this. <laughs> like, it's couples therapy. Yeah, basically. Um, couples therapy, uh, Olympus edition <laughs> for marriage boot camp. Coming soon to Bravo. God. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I'm surprised there hasn't been like some sort of because there was like the the Real Housewives of Disney mm. um, yeah. thing on SNL, that yeah. was on on SNL. Oh, okay. I thought this was like a real thing. Oh no. Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> well, haven't you seen like the images of like Kristen Wiig? Kristen Wiig seen... as Cinderella, like yeah, with yeah, the, mar- I have with seen the martini. That like that was a Real Housewives of <laughs> Disney thing. So Kevin. I'm surprised there hasn't been like an, a marriage boot camp. Um, Greek, Greek gods God edition. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, patent pending. Like that. That'll be my YouTube channel. <laughs> Once I learned how I to edit. Sign? <laughs> yeah. Once I learned how to edit through our sponsor Skillshare. <laughs> I like how we sponsors, but we'll just we'll plug Dang for them it. until they. Dang it! I decide. thought that was a real one. <laughs> I'm still pulling for that Manscaped ad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're going to get it. Mm-hmm. 
Until then, just hold him ransom and say Manscaped sucks. <laughs> <laughs> well, did you the early? I think he stopped this, but there was a podcast, um, or there is a podcast that was trying really hard to get a Dorito sponsorship. So like. Um, and it was all about like terrible people, and so he would like stop every ad break, like you know who's not terrible, <laughs> Doritos. Doritos. <laughs> uh. uh, um, and you know who is terrible, Hades. <laughs> ah, he probably doesn't manscape. He, doesn't. he doesn't manscape. <laughs> it's like flossing your teeth. <laughs> Um. So the workers <laughs> are striking, um, and Hades finally, um, basically, kind of gives Orpheus a chance to sing his song because Orpheus has finished his song. It's done. It's good. It's, it's, it's good to go. I'm done. I can go have dinner. The video is done. I'm ready. I'm finished editing. I can go, I can go have dinner. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Orpheus sings his song, and it's. Is it supposed to be that this is the song that Hades sings to Persephone? To like yeah, it's supposed to be their love song. Yeah. yeah. And somehow he it's just. It's the song that it. they've forgotten, and that's yeah. why they fell out of love. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. they don't sing to each other anymore. And that's why. Mm-hmm. That's how you make a relationship mm-hmm. work. Just constant sing. Sing to yeah. each Just play yeah. Ed Sheeran. You play Ed Sheeran. <laughs> how good would it have been if, like, Orpheus sings the song, and then at the end, Hades is like, well, that sucked. (laughs) (laughs) And then, like, just... (laughs) And that's the end. (laughs) I'm more of a Bonnie Vare type guy, so... (laughs) (laughs) Do you know the twist and shout? (laughs) Or what if the song was, like... Play Freebird. Yeah, play Freebird. (laughs) If the song was, like, Ring My Bell... You know, <laughs> light my fire would have been great. You can ring my bed. Um, I do what have meat, a, a plan like meatloaf of... just descends on like a, on a, on a yeah. motorcycle to hell. I do have a plan if I ever get thrown back in time to like the Middle Ages. I thought you were gonna say if I ever get thrown back to hell. And I was yeah, kidding. of um, or even maybe even ancient Rome or ancient Greece, like taking my knowledge of modern day uh, pop music back in time and that will be like my job if I don't die of the plague um, <laughs> like traveling around being like you know good lords and ladies I have come from far away to sing you a song about fancy <laughs> <laughs> and I remember it all very well looking back yeah, uh. yeah. <laughs> like and I'm might... all about that base. <laughs> right. No yeah, basically. No yeah. trouble. Mm-hmm. Uh. <laughs> Get a mop and bucket. <laughs> Burn! Burn! Yeah. You know, Just right off the bat. That I, I think it was Neil deGrasse Tyson or something. Somebody asked him, if you could go back in uh, time to blah, 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 uh, what would you want to bring with you? And he was like, mm. well, first off, I would need a spaceship. And people were like, what do you mean? He's like, well, if you're moving through the dimension of time, mm-hmm. um, the dimension of space isn't there. So yeah. you would be traveling back in time where you are right now. But since the Earth travels around the sun, the Earth wouldn't be there. Uh, and I was like, I had never ah. thought of that. Um, 
Wow. So you have to go back to a time where you were in the exact same spot, unless he's saying also you don't go back. You can never go to the back to the exact same spot. Yeah. Wow. This is what Mrs. Way to go, Avengers Endgame. Trying to explain in A Wrinkle in Time. I've never, I've never read that, and I never saw the movie. There's this one chapter where, like, she's talking, like, the the three old ladies are talking to the kids, Mm. and they're all like, you know they're explaining dimensions and so like you know you take a dot and then like you extend it out and that's the first dimension and then you extend that into a square it's the second dimension and then you extend that and it's a cube and it's the third dimension mm-hmm. and you extend that and it's the fourth dimension and the kid's like oh my god i get it <laughs> now i don't and then there was a whole thing about like ants on a dress and like you're moving them around yeah it's, it's and the whole thing was supposed to be like, and that's a wrinkle in time. <laughs> yeah. As, as Marin Maisie taught us, we could never go back to before. Yeah. Uh, Maybe that's the point of that is that you cannot travel back in time because you can never go back. To exactly. Before. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm sorry, you can't travel back to ancient Rome with your pop songs. <laughs> right. Damn it. I was gonna be rich in ancient Rome. <laughs> <laughs> Have you heard the new All About That Bass Melody? Yes. <laughs> Sing the song about the treble. Right. Lords and ladies, I shall sing you my song about a poor girl named Lucky. <laughs> Who cries, cries, cries in her lonely heart. Um. So Hades is reminded of his love for 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 for, for... Yep. yep. <laughs> Hades is reminded of his love for Persephone <laughs> and they reconcile through a dance. Yes. Um it is actually kind of sweet even though I do have like saying through a dance just kind of feel a little bit like Romeo and Michelle's high school reunion. <laughs> like ooh, ooh. <laughs> Um and the two gods are kind of like, oh, that's right. We do actually like each other. And so um, Orpheus and Eurydice, you should probably stay together mm. because they love each other. Because we love each other. Um, and we didn't give enough love in our childhood. <laughs> and that's life, isn't that's it? That's showbiz, kid. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so Hades has not quite reached a decision about whether or not he's going to let the two of them go. And the um, yeah, they're like, hey, dude, <laughs> this is your realm. You let somebody go. Other people are going to want to go, too. And then you will have no something. Yeah. I don't know. The song is called Word to the Wise. And it's basically like if, you know, um, if you stay or if she stays you're condemned, but if she goes, you're damned. And that's a, I'm sorry, that was bad. That, d- that didn't work. Cut that out. Sorry, it didn't work. Never mind. Mm. Yeah, but um, he'd be like the, <clears throat> if he doesn't let her go, he's a dick, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And if he does, then he's a wimp. I don't know. Yeah. It's kind of like the option, the two options of being online. You're either a deco or a wimp. It's what they make you sign when you join Twitter. Yes. Uh, so he decides to let them go on on one condition that Orpheus must 
lead Eurydice out, but she can never he can never look back until she um, crosses the realm. Yeah, yeah. Um, with this idea that like you're not going to ever know that she is behind you, um, and if you ever do check to see if she is there, then all bets are off. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is a song called His Kiss, The Riot. Um, and this kind of brings up a little bit of a, an interesting thing of um, the different versions of the story of Orpheus and Eurydice, because I have heard it told where um, Orpheus has no indication if Eurydice is behind him or not. Like, he can't see her. He, like, I mean, he can't see her, obviously, but, like, he can't feel her. He can't hear her. Like, there's no indication that she's back there. And then like, there's also some instances where, like, he's still holding onto her hand. Hmm. Um, so there is, like, sometimes the implication that he is aware that she actually is there and that Hades is keeping his promise. Um, so you kind of have a couple different things. I think this one goes with the idea that, like, he... Like he doesn't know he doesn't know if Hades is keeping his promise or not. Mm. Right. Yeah. Um so Hermes is the one who kind of lets them know of this. And they're going out. We're get a reprise of the song Wait for Me. And the factory workers are like, Thanks for making things a little bit better. And Hades and Persephone are like Let's give this one more shot. Even if that boy screws everything up. <laughs> which he'll probably will do. Um, and we get to sort of like the final moment of the show. Um, Orpheus isn't really sure if Eurydice is behind him. He's singing a song called Doubt Comes In. But he jumps up on top. He jumps out and doesn't realize that Eurydice hasn't caught up with him. And so he turns around and she's still in the underworld. And this means she has to go back to Hades town. So she's technicality. Yeah. Yeah. Like he couldn't just give her a sec. Right. Like there's, there was no planning to this. There was no sort of like, okay, when you're out, touch me on the shoulder. Like, do a dance, say something, sing a song. <laughs> do a tap number. Do a tap Elaborate number. Tap number of, I'm alive, I'm alive, I'm so alive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's tapping. no, like, it's just sort of like, yeah. You just got to, like, make sure the timing works out. Whoops. Um, and she's sent back to hell. Yes. And Orpheus gets really sad um, we don't find out about how he actually dies which is he goes on to sing a song that's way too sad and the, I think it's the main ads end up dismembering him and throwing him in the river Oh, because he, um, he he gave up on worshipping any gods except for Apollo uh, the sun um, oh, yeah. and his former like patron like god uh, Dionysus the main mm-hmm. ads who uh, worshipped mm-hmm. Dionysus got angry, and they mm-hmm. went into a frenzy and ripped him apart. Mm-hmm. And then they just slapped so, his head, crying out for Eurydice. Yeah. So he doesn't really make a whole lot of good choices with his life, was what we're saying. <laughs> like, he's, yeah. yeah. 
Um, Liar down gonna... occasionally there. Orc. Yeah, yeah. Um, Hermes reflects on why we need to retell the story in The Road to Hell reprise, which is the first song of the show. So it's like full circle. It's poetry. Turntable. Yeah. And there is a whole, there is a whole aspect of like, we do keep retelling this story and we know it's not going to change, although we hope it will change one day. But right. it's important to retell this story. It's important to have this story. It's important to understand this story. So there is a whole sort of like cyclical thing of the nature of storytelling in this show, um, which turns into sort of like an um, upbeat feeling as everyone comes down, comes out to sing, we raise our cups. Um, before we have the curtain call. Um, and this is where we really get into the nitty gritty of like why we tell said stories and why we continue right. to like have this whole sort of thing that and, we do. And the show goes full Groundhog Day and just yeah. completely resets mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. the beginning. Yeah. Or full Gutter Dameron. Dameron, see? Every time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and we, yeah, we are back again. Eurydice comes out. Um, Orpheus is there. And we are back where we started because the story is about to start over again. Um, and, and then they start the whole show over again. And the audience is like, wait, I, I need wait, a I intermission. Can't, I thought it was, we're not going? The original, the uh, from opening night on Broadway, that original crowd is still in there to this day. Yeah, They're just going over and over no, again. Like, Can yeah. I please leave? They don't even That's know why it's any, sold out anything why that happened last year. They don't know what's going on. They've <laughs> yeah. just been like isolated. And that's why the... you can't get a ticket. Exactly. Yeah. You had to be there opening yeah. night. Yeah. And now they'll never leave. They're trapped mm-hmm. behind the wall. It's like they what? are in their, Charlie in and their the themselves. MTA. What? what? <laughs> the song Charlie and the MTA. Is that the name? Is that the name of the song? I don't know. There was a protest. There was like a Boston protest song in the 60s or 70s about um, a guy who. Let me. Okay, let me pull this up. <laughs> I don't understand that reference because I wasn't born yet. <laughs> I mean, I... <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, God, it's 1949. Oh, wow. Oh, I was so, born then. Yeah. I was just hitting my prime. Um. Basically, it's like this guy gets like stuck in the but in the Boston subway system and can't get off, and so every now and then, like his wife goes down and like throws sandwiches on the train so that he can get them and like still live. Hmm. Um. Oh, I think. Oh, it was it was a protest. <laughs> oh my god, it was a protest song against exit fares. <laughs> So he didn't have the exit fare to get off. Um, and so he's all on this. He's like always in the subway train of Boston and his wife hands him a sandwich because she can't. He can't go home because he doesn't <laughs> have the exit fare. Although apparently she has enough money to buy him bread, but doesn't have enough money to like to give him the middle. exit fare. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's just how you know she's doing it on purpose, where she's like, I finally have some peace and quiet. <laughs> I don't think I want him back. If all I have to right. do is just give him a sandwich every month, sure. I yeah. need you to be down here three God. weeks. Just three more weeks. <laughs> mm-hmm. Then we're good. And it was uh, it was made popular by the Kingston Trio, 
who is one of the um, one of the inspirations for one of the bands in the Mighty Wind. Yes. Everything's coming full circle, folks. It's all coming around. It's all coming around. There's there's it's all the circles back. It's a cylinder. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> it's a what? Cylinder. It's a cylinder. Like we put it on a turntable, and yeah. it came back around. Yeah. yeah. And that's why you had to have manscaped. There's nothing to catch. Yep. <laughs> but just like everything, the the one thing that's guaranteed with life is that your hair is going to grow back. Mm-hmm. And so we shave it again. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that's so why we keep on. Come down to Town and get yourself a <laughs> get your... lawnmower. <laughs> that's how Hades became so powerful is he engineered the manscaped. <laughs> and he did it for Persephone. <laughs> Maybe that's why they grew he, apart. Maybe he stopped manscaping. Ah, so don't be like yeah. Hades. Yeah. Unless you want your own town. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Starting a factory with workers with no souls. I don't know. <laughs> just because you won't shave, you're... Just because you do won't manscape. Do you want manscape. a factory or do you want a wife? <laughs> <laughs> you got to make that choice. Manscape. <laughs> you better get sponsored by the end we of this. You should. Damn it. <laughs> Tag them yeah. on Twitter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Unofficially brought to you by Manscaped. Unofficially brought to you by Manscaped and Groundhog's Day. And, um, a number of other. Dawn in French. Cinderella 3. Cinderella 3. <laughs> Peter Pan 2. <laughs> Lost in New York. <laughs> oh, mercy. The Grinch Live. Yeah. There's many you you can get a T-shirt out of anything that we've talked about. <laughs> you really could from this episode. That's very true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What is Hades Town? <laughs> what is Hades? <laughs> that could be like um. Th- there was the the marketing for the Matrix. Like, what is the Matrix? That was everywhere in 1999. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You'd be like, what is Hades? What is Hades Town? H a y d e s. That's what well, we could do as an offshoot. Who is John Galt? <laughs> uh, and that's so now that this to hell has really gone off the rails, um, and we are at the end of the show, uh, we can probably wrap this uh, this train car up. <laughs> Not to like, <laughs> we can um, finally pay the exit fare and yeah, get off, finally get pay off that this, exit fare. I think we got road. that that nickel finally <laughs> from nickel sponsored by Manscaped. <laughs> Starts over. Um, where can people find you, Brandon? Uh, you can you can find me on Twitter at Wait Wings. Uh, if you want to keep up to date on anything that we're doing with our our videos, season three of Wait in the Wings starts. Let me look up the date, just so I have it for sure. It was originally going to be June second, mm-hmm. but the script for Hades Town, which is our first video, was just too long that we said fuck it, <laughs> let's go to the end. So it'll be up on June 30th is when the Hades Town episode comes up. Okay. So come on so over. By then give you us should a... have listened. So by then, listen. If you're going in real time, you should have listened to both episodes of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now you have a warm up. Your, yeah. yeah. You'll be and, ready for. Your and the video. facts that I that I spit out, those are just like that's the surface. It's a <laughs> very deep, interesting story about a show that just shouldn't have worked. Everything mm-hmm. on paper should not have let this show mm-hmm. become the big success that it was. But yeah, they didn't even have to lock a guy in a room. <laughs> right. That we know of. Aeneas did lock herself in a closet though, and she did write. Uh, mm-hmm. Little bits 
Okay. Which, interesting fact, and this is something that's going to come up later on in the season. Which we'll, I'll give we're away putting this in I'll, no, I'll give this away as just a little brownie since you're listening to this. <laughs> uh, she wrote a lot of Hadestown for off-Broadway in the closet of Dave Malloy's office. While he oh, was so working, Dave Malloy does was, enter into this story. <laughs> yeah. While he was working on Great Comet, she was working on uh, Hadestown in his okay. closet in his office. <laughs> So they are connected. I knew they were connected yeah. somehow. But also this yeah. was just like it was they're connected in a lot yeah, of ways, yeah. 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 Which we'll find out how <laughs> for through season three. Mm. So yeah, go so go follow yeah. Wait in the Wings, go subscribe on YouTube, go watch all the past and get ready for the, the season future. Three. Yeah. And uh feel free to give us a five star review and ratings. Um that one guy please. who's still upset about Anne Margaret. Yeah, yeah please. Uh, hopefully we've changed your mind about <laughs> hopefully that. Hopefully we may have pooped with enough. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and and um, uh, until we see you again, we just want to say... Thank you. Thank Bye. you. Get Manscaped. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Thank you very much for listening to Thank You Five. We would think it would be super awesome if you would leave us a positive review on whichever podcatcher you found us on and make sure to hit that subscribe button. We also rely on word of mouth, so please tell your friends. You can also find us on Facebook at TY5Podcast and follow us on Twitter at ThankYou5Pod. The five is spelled out. Music by James Higgins. Cover art by Elizabeth Brozak. Five minutes, please. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.